Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Well, good morning, everybody. So I have a question for you as we begin here this morning. What do you think is the worst, most uncomfortable, most avoided topic to preach on? What's your guess? Yes, somebody said it right away. Money, money. There's probably a few others, but money is definitely one of them. Nobody likes to preach on money, you guys, despite what the stereotypes might be. So I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that because of that, Father Dave and Father Tony knew exactly what they were doing when they asked me to take this weekend and preach on this second reading. He's smiling, look at that, right? You can almost hear Father Dave cackling all the way from Scapoos. Well, let's see what we can do with this. So as you know, wealth and the dangers of wealth, it's one of the most consistent and common themes in the Bible, whether we're talking Old Testament or New. And among all of our biblical authors, St. James ranks right up there amongst the most sobering and honestly unsettling, bracing when it comes to this topic. So listen again to the words that we heard this morning. Come now, you rich, weep and wail over your impending miseries. Your wealth has rotted away, your clothes have become moth-eaten, your gold and silver have corroded, and that corrosion will devour your flesh like a fire. You have fattened your hearts for the day of slaughter. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> nice to meet you too, Mr. James. <laughs> and you know, it would be easy to skate over James' words here and say, well, yes, but what he's really talking about is, I don't know, greed or ill-gotten wealth or even inordinate wealth. And you could make an argument for that. I'm sure Christian preachers down through the centuries have not least when speaking to wealthy congregations, huh? But you guys, there's just no getting around the fact that the Bible, start to finish, harbors this deep suspicion of worldly wealth, of the way that it can corrupt our relationships with God and with one another. So there's this inescapable tension, I think, for those of us who, on the one hand, have wealth, and I'm guessing that's probably at least many of us here, compared to the rest of the world anyway, right? And on the other hand, who also try to follow the Lord. In fact, I'm not sure that we as Christians can ever just set aside the Bible's challenge when it comes to wealth and just live carefree without a second thought. This is one of those areas where, as Father Tony talked about last week, earthly and heavenly wisdom are very different and they're very hard to reconcile. The world thinks of wealth as ours, something we've earned, something we possess. But in God's eyes, wealth, money, is ultimately not a possession, but a trust. A trust. And there's a difference there, isn't there, between a possession and a trust. A possession is mine. I get to control it. I can use it however I wish. After all, it's mine. But a trust is something that's given to me for a purpose and something for which I'm ultimately accountable. So God entrusts us with wealth, but he then expects us to use it for his glory and for the welfare of his children. That includes us, but it also includes our neighbor and particularly those most in need. And as scripture tells us again and again and again, 
we're accountable for that. Now, does that mean that we can't enjoy the fruits of our labor? I don't think so, no. In fact, I think there's this, I don't think, I know, there's this old Jewish proverb that I really like that says that when we die and stand before God, we'll be held accountable not just for our sins, but also for every legitimate blessing that we didn't appreciate. It's kind of a cool idea, isn't it? That we'll be held accountable for every legitimate blessing that we didn't appreciate. So clearly, there's a line here we have to learn to negotiate. And for me, anyway, I think the key term is welfare or well-being. When is my wealth bringing about genuine well-being for myself, for my family, for my neighbor? When is it helping us to appreciate the good things that God has given? And when is it turning into luxury or self-indulgence or a platform for my ego? or even my ultimate source of security? And even more, when does my neighbor's well-being outweigh my desire for more nice things? Those can be prickly, sticky kinds of questions, and answering them requires prudence and honesty, and I think no little willingness to sacrifice. Let me see if I can put this another way. I think what we want to avoid, everybody, is this sense of entitlement. Entitlement. When I feel entitled to something, it's mine. And God help anyone who gets in my way, right? Father Mike Schmitz tells a story about being in a taxi a few years ago and getting into a conversation with a driver who was this kind of joyful, effusive, thoughtful guy. And Father Mike asked him what he loved about driving a cab, and he gave an answer. And then he said, well, what do you find most difficult about driving a cab? And he said, this guy, he spoke up right away, and he said, oh, that's easy, Father. He said, you know, so many of these folks driving around out here on the road, they're just so entitled. And Father Mike said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, everybody has somewhere to go, and if you're in their way, you're holding them back from where they need to go, and you are simply an obstacle. Because why? Because they deserve, they're entitled to get where they need to go. And they don't even take into consideration that we're all on the road. We all have somewhere to go, somewhere that we need to be at a certain time. Ouch, right? But he said that's what that sense of entitlement is. It's, it's that saying, no, 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 I have a right for you to get out of my way. And isn't that what entitlement is when we mistakenly perceive our need or our desire for our right? Well, my friends, I think we can do the same thing with money. We treat it as a possession or as an entitlement rather than as a trust. And St. James's concern is that when we let that happen, when we get too anchored in the sense that this is mine, that I'm entitled to it, forgetting that everything ultimately comes to us from God and is meant to be put at his service, that's when things like jealousy, division, corruption, anger start to creep in. And that's when we can start to treat other people as obstacles rather than as persons. So what's the answer here? Well, a couple of things. An easy one is gratitude, right? That daily practice of thanking God for our blessings. But there's a second one. I think the danger of entitlement is why the church has always encouraged the discipline of almsgiving, that regular intentional sharing of what we have with those in need. And sharing not just from our excess, but maybe even sometimes sharing to the point where we feel it, where it makes a difference, where it presses in a bit on our comfort. 
prudently, of course, but I don't think we should let prudence become an excuse for not taking up the challenge. Some time ago, Father Dave gave us a simple little exercise to help us consider how well we're putting our wealth at the service of God and neighbor. So let me just remind you of that. He said, find a quiet space, invite the light of the Holy Spirit to come, and then ask yourself honestly these three simple questions. Is my giving right now too much? Is it too little? Or is it just right? Is my giving too much? Is it too little? Or is it just right? I don't know about you, but it's been a while since I've sat with those questions. It's kind of a little tune-up, isn't it? Maybe we could all commit this week to revisiting them together. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.